This is the Elemental Podcast, live on January 23rd, it's a Thursday, 3.34 in the p.m. Me, your host, Stu McAllister, thanks everybody, thanks for listening, it's early because uh, I got a show tonight. And when we normally would be podcasting, I got to take off. So uh, I gave Jason the night off. Enjoy. He's probably reading a book. He's reading a book. He think, I think he's on a book uh, 30, uh, 86. He's on book 86 for the year. He's crushing it. I gave Jamie the night off. Uh, she actually is going out to eat with the friends. She told me. She's like, oh, I'll come down to the show with you. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, ah, fuck. I, uh, I forgot a plan to uh, go out to eat with my ex-co-worker. And I'm like, ah, fuck him. Come to the show. And she's like, I can't. And I'm like, all right, there you fucking go. So it's just uh, me. We're doing this early. New computer, new recorder, new mic. I don't know if you guys listened to the little testing podcast I did yesterday. A little left-right, left-right action. That's what was going on. I'm still trying to figure out this whole system. I can plug microphones into this thing. It's a much nicer Tascam than the uh, old one that I have. So I'm still figuring out. I'm, uh, I'm not a technophobe necessarily, but uh, I am a techno-stupid. That's what I am. I'm techno-stupid. It's not as easy for me to figure things out anymore. Like, I used to be the goddamn genius because I could change the clock on a VCR. Fucking genius, right? Now, I fucking have a hard time turning on the fucking television. <laughs> it's to the... Which, I don't even know if that's a bad thing because it's at the point, everybody, where I'm like, yeah, whatever, I guess I'm not watching TV today. I'll go read a fucking book. Call me Jason. So, uh, not, not so bad. I'm actually on book, uh, reading book four. So I feel pretty good. The goal is to read 12 books for the year, and I'm already at the four. Definitely should finish it before the end of the month. So four books in a month, I should be crushing 12. So that's good. So the show I'm doing tonight, I'm sure you guys, uh, you won't hear this in time to actually come to the show, but I'm doing a show in, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, everybody, down at Shakespeare's lower level. My buddy uh, Bob Fredericks is kind of running comedy down there at the uh, Shakespeare's. Have a lot of professional shows come in. They do these open mics, these showcase shows. And that's great. Kalamazoo, for the longest period of time, didn't really have anything going on. And it, it always kind of boggled my mind that they couldn't get any kind of regular comedy show in there. It's a big enough city that they could at least do a, a, a weekly, like, Friday show, weekly Saturday show, something. So Bob's at least getting some shows in there on, like, a monthly basis. Uh, they just had uh, Brad Wenzel, Michigan native. He's been on Conan, uh, I think, once or twice. He's, he's crushing it, everybody's crushing it. And they got the Brent Terhune coming in from Indianapolis. Brent has this character, I forget what he actually calls it, but it's kind of, uh, the, it's like a liberal redneck. It's all satire where he comes out and he definitely plays this redneck who's pro-Trump. But if you read between the lines, he's not really pro-Trump. 
So uh, it's very confusing to a lot of people because people watch it and they're all like, fuck yeah, man, this guy's speaking power to the people without necessarily understanding that he's uh, ripping on Trump. And then you got other people who are like, uh, is this guy ripping on Trump? I can't figure it out. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Because this guy does not fit the uh, characteristics of someone who would be saying Trump is shit because he's acting like a fucking redneck. So it's an interesting character. Brent uh, is going to be there in a week or two. So if you live in the Clam Zoo area, go check out uh, Shakespeare's Lower Level. Should be all right. I've had some, uh, done a lot of shows there in the past. Done some good shit, done some bad shit. And, uh, one time this guy who was booking it got me mad because uh, we did the shows. Uh, I was just featuring, I can't remember who I was featuring for. Doesn't even necessarily matter, but the numbers were, were bad that week. And when I say numbers, I mean attendance. They were slim, not as good as you would have wanted. And it's uh, it's nobody's fault. I mean, the comedian who came in, uh, you know, not necessarily a name, not anybody like, oh, fuck, I gotta go see this guy. And clearly I'm not that person either. So, but it's not to say the comedy was bad, but the numbers were light. So the guy who booked the whole thing, the MC was there. The MC should always get paid for all you young, comics out there who are trying to hit the, the circuit, if you're emceeing a professional show somewhere, if you're emceeing a show where the feature is getting paid and the headliner is getting paid, you're getting fucking paid. Even if it's just like 20 bucks, right? You're getting fucking paid. You're putting your time and energy in. You should be compensated. This is not an open mic. It's not a showcase. Get fucking paid. But uh, because the numbers were light, guy came up to the MC buddy of mine he's like hey man wasn't good this week can't afford to pay you and uh, that was that and my buddy was still new to comedy at the time and just kind of took it and I was like fuck that shit I ended up giving the MC some cash of, of my own sold some merch it's not necessarily a huge thing but you need to be compensated and here, here's my rationale for the whole thing, too, of how he should have got paid regardless. Because if that room had been sold out to capacity, standing room only, the booker was not going to give you a fucking bonus. That never happens, everybody, or rarely happens. Rarely happens. I think only one time have I ever been tipped extra. It doesn't happen. Bookers are greedy motherfuckers. What's theirs is theirs. And so you need to know what's yours is yours. And uh, it's not your responsibility to get people into the venue. So uh, every, everybody should know that. Whatever your business is, get paid. And again, in comedy, our level, you don't, there's no contracts. It's all kind of like you, you're taking someone on their word. You honor the word. And that's why the guy who booked it, I'm, I'm going to fucking honor my word and not fucking work for that guy anymore because he can eat my ass. He's a piece of shit, and he's shown that he's a piece of shit by not following through on what he was supposed to do. So you're fucking, you're, you're the one who's getting all the risk and all the reward. 
You're offering me 40 bucks? Give me my goddamn 40 bucks. But anyway, I'm going to be down there tonight for the show. It's uh, They're doing karaoke before the show, and then they're doing karaoke after the show. And this is the weird shit. They're doing karaoke during the show, everybody. It's a weird theme show. I'm calling it the Karajoki. Thank you. Matt Harper listens to this podcast. Matt yelled at me if I'm saying it wrong. Karajoki. Essentially what it is, everybody gets uh, five minutes of time. All the comedians get five minutes of time to tell their jokey jokes. And then afterwards, they're going to karaoke a song. And what happens was you got to choose a song that you would want to sing. And then Matt Harper would choose two other songs uh, for you to put on a poster and post it. And then the... Uh, Social media followers would vote on whatever song that they would want you to sing. So for me, the choices were uh, I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty, Power Love by Huey Lewis, and uh, Soul Man by Sam and Dave. And uh, I'll be singing Huey Lewis. It's the power of love. Good song. Back to the Future. Love it. It's not a bad song. I'm not a good singer, everybody, but uh, I'll go out there and do my best. But I can't lie to you, everybody. I am not a fan of theme shows like this. Generally not a fan. They're, they're awfully gimmicky to me, and people are coming for the gimmick as opposed to the comedy. I'm like, let's just fucking have a comedy show be a comedy show. But uh, you can't always think of it from a comedian's perspective. You got to think of it from a business owner's perspective. You got to think of it from an audience perspective. And sometimes the audience just doesn't want straight fucking jokes. No matter how fucking goddamn funny, you got to have the gimmick. I'm not a fan of like uh, roast necessarily roasting fictional characters. Like it's the roast of Harry Potter. It's the roast of Santa Claus. Ah, fuck. Fuck off. I'm uh, not a huge fan of uh, dead comic shows. That's where uh, comedians will impersonate dead comics. I did a show once. I was Sam Kinison, and then you just go do one of their bits. It's fine. I, I don't know if I'd ever do it again. I'm not a fan of all whatever shows, like all ladies shows, all gay shows, all whatever. I'm not a fan of those in particular because what does that tell you? It tells you that person's on the show because they're they're gay or a woman or whatever. It isn't necessarily telling me that they're on the show because they're funny. They're telling me they're on because of an, an unnecessary reason. So I'm not a fan. I get why businesses do it. It draws people in. Like uh, all women shows are very popular right now. Girl power and all that stuff. It is what it is, but me as a comedian, I don't fucking like it. And I guess a lot of people argue with me because they're like, oh, you're a white dude. You're a cis white dude. First of all, I hate the word cisgender. What a fucking dumb word. What a dumb, made-up fucking word. But whatever. So uh, apparently, uh, the world is at my feet. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. And uh, I'll tell you, that is... Pretty incorrect. Um, or I'm a huge fuck-up because I should be way more successful than I am. So let's just do shows. Let's just have comedy shows. 
You're on the show because you're a funny fucking comic. And there we go. There's some pro there were some problems yesterday with uh, the comedy festival here in town, Lapfest. The comedy festival has been happening in Grand Rapids, Michigan. This is year 10, everybody, for those keeping score at home, year 10. There was uh, some problems sent out to, to people, people who applied to the show for the community showcases. And these are the people who are uh, pretty new. Uh, they're still working their way through stuff. You know, generally, uh, not anyone that you're going to know, and that's just how it is. And that's fine. That's pretty much all festivals, comedy festivals in this country are kind of the same capacity. You apply. Most uh, require a submission fee, usually anywhere from like 10 bucks to 25 bucks. Sometimes they can get higher. But, uh, but there you go. And then you submit, and then either you're in or you're out. Here's the thing, too, everybody. If you don't get in, you don't get your money back. So that's kind of the drawback. And when I first started out, I was like, well, that seems like shit. Why am I applying to something? Why am I giving you 40 bucks or whatever? And then you're telling me to go fuck myself. I can't get in. So how it is, everybody. It's the business economy. And sometimes the business sucks. So then you got to figure out, is it worth your while? Is it worth my while to fucking put money into this thing? And if they tell me no, right, you figure that shit out. And then you got to figure out, is it going to be worth my while if I even do get in? Like, and I'm going to be perfectly honest. I've been honest about this festival uh, to everybody from get-go. If you're looking to get something out of this festival other than I'm doing some shows, maybe I'm playing in a city I've never been in before, I'm going to get in front of some good comics. You get the bragging rights being in the festival. It's like a credit to you. If you're looking anything beyond that, you're, uh, you're being delusional. And I'll tell you that. No one's going to see and go, you're the fucking guy. Because there's no one in the room other than, other than regular people watching the show. And other comics. You can network with other comics. But there you fucking go. So, but yesterday there was apparently a, uh, there was a clerical error, a snafu. Everybody got emailed a specific letter about being waitlisted. And uh, this, the, the email was even sent out to people who uh, didn't get into the fest. Now, I don't know who did it. I don't really fucking care who did it. Mistakes fucking happen. But... In the general world of comedians, people were losing their shit. And, uh, I mean, what are you going to do, right? Someone accidentally hit reply all or email all or whatever, and everybody gets this fucking email. People all think they're waitlisted. And like, what show am I on? I'm like, fuck, does it even fucking matter? doesn't fucking matter. I hope everybody got in. Whatever, just... How it fucking happens, right? Shit happens. Let's move on. I guess I'm at the point where I realize none of this shit fucking matters. There's not a goddamn thing that I can do to make my comedy career better. I mean, unless I move. And fucking Christ, I don't want to move to a bigger city. That's what I got to do. I got to move to a bigger city. And I fucking don't want to do that because Grand Rapids is big enough for me. And a good portion of the time, I want to blow my brains out living here, too, because it's too goddamn big. Too many fucking people. It sucks when you hate people and your job revolves around people. 
guys know what I'm talking about. You ever you ever feel like you're stuck, like you've painted yourself in to a corner, you're painted in a corner, and you just don't know what to do anymore? That's where I'm at. But I mean, that's why I like this podcast. This podcast is me. Uh, people listen or they don't. I like it. There's no one, I don't have a boss. No one here is going to tell me what to do or what not to do on this podcast. I've had people tell me that I swear too much. Yeah, then don't fucking listen. People tell me some other stuff. I'm like, ah, stop listening. No one's forcing you to listen. I want you to listen because you enjoy it. I want you to listen because maybe you think it's funny. I want you to listen because, oh, Stu's a fucking lunatic and he's going to do something weird. I want you to listen for all those reasons. And if you do listen for any of those reasons, get the goddamn Patreon. Fuck. Then I get some money. Then I get $5 a month from you. And that would be fantastic. Or, I don't know, sponsor this fucking podcast. Become an advertiser. I'll fucking shill. I've always said I'd never shill. But you know what? If the price is right, I'll shill fucking for whatever, man. Here's something I've learned from my 16 years of doing stand-up in the Grand Rapids area and having gotten to know so many fucking people in radio and so many fucking people in TV and people in the print industry as well, too. Uh, the majority of them are soulless. Uh, they have sold their soul to rock and roll. And um, as long as you're greasing their palms, you're the greatest thing in the world. And then once you stop greasing their palms, they could not give two fucks about you. And uh, so then that always had made me realize, was any of this shit genuine? Or was it just you using me or you using anybody uh, for your particular goals and trying to get ahead? And then I just answered my own question right there. It's, it's, it's B. It's B. Everybody, uh, will, they'll fuck you over. And so I can't imagine if that shit's happening in Grand Rapids, Michigan. What's it fucking like in a much bigger venue? Chicago, New York, L.A., any of that stuff? Ugh. I can only imagine what it's like in Nashville. Nashville is a much smaller community. But they have a very large uh, music industry there. So I can only imagine what it's like there. Probably incredibly shitty there, too. So it's got to be you versus everybody. Bring on these motherfuckers, and I will take them out. Uh, which leads me to, I just got a sweatshirt. I bought a sweatshirt. Uh, I get these emails from these companies, like, hey, we're having a sale. And I was like, oh, shit, they had a sale. And the sweatshirt I bought is from uh, 716.com. 716 is the area code for Buffalo, New York. And the sweatshirt is Buffalo versus everyone. And uh, I love it. It's the colors of the uh, Buffalo Bills, the red, white, and blue. It's awesome. It's got a little buffalo on it. Love it. It's awesome. And it's a very popular design in that uh, you go to any town, and it's us versus everyone. So, uh, like, I've seen living here in Michigan, I've seen a lot of Detroit versus everyone. And uh, it's just kind of ridiculous. It's the whole chip on the shoulder. Nobody thinks we can do it. Nobody's got faith in us. The only people who have faith in us are ourselves, so we got to go fucking do this. So, uh, I like it. Buffalo's very blue-collar. 
Nobody gives a shit about Buffalo. Uh, we're, we're a joke and a laughing stock. The, probably the majority of the country, but uh, everybody can go eat, eat, eat our ass, right? We're, we're going to do what we're going to do. Trust the process, as they say. Someone who doesn't trust the process is uh, Antonio Brown. Holy fuck, this guy. For those who don't know, Antonio Brown was a professional football player who, within the last year, has kind of destroyed his life. And it makes you go... What, what what happened to this fellow? Because he uh, he went to Central Michigan here. He played for the Chippewas. He got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And during his playing time, he, you know, he played, I don't know, 10 years or whatever in the league. Uh, one of the best wide receivers in the league, for sure. There's no denying it. I don't deny it. And there you go. Statistically, he's great. But uh, something happened within the last year. And he wanted out of Pittsburgh. And for a hot minute, it looked like Buffalo was going to get him, but that didn't happen. Then he ended up in Oakland, and then they caught him for some shenanigans, and then he got picked up by the Patriots, and they caught him because of shenanigans. And by shenanigans, I mean uh, sexual abuse allegations. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. But the whole process, when the Bills looked like they were going to pick up Antonio Brown, they were going to trade for him, they were going to get him, like, oh, fuck. We got a great receiver on our team. He's going to really help out Josh Allen, the quarterback. It's going to be awesome. But then apparently he rebuffed Buffalo. They weren't paying enough, whatever. And that's how he ended up in Oakland. So what I did every Sunday, uh, I would always, uh, I would post on my social media that I was praying to a sweet baby Jesus. Uh, and I wished for Antonio Brown to blow out his ACL. And uh, it got that got enough traction with people that every Sunday people were all about Antonio Brown blowing out his ACL. You do something enough, you do this pattern of stuff enough, people take notice, and it becomes a part of their routine. And it's a good thing. It takes a lot of uh, uh, perseverance, and uh, you got to be regular with it, and it'll work out. Like I've done a lot of things that and cake and watching the shit out of movies, all this dumb social media stuff. But anyway, uh, Antonio Brown did not, he never blew out his ACL, but uh, he blew out his mind because he, he keeps doing awful, awful things. He uh, antagonistic towards the league, antagonistic towards teammates, antagonistic toward owners. Uh, he's got the, uh, the sexual abuse allegations. Uh, now he apparently has an arrest warrant out for assault. And it's becoming very difficult for me to keep track of all this stuff. And, and I honestly can tell you, everybody, I don't want to keep track of it. Because, because I find it very sad. While I was mad at him for not signing in with the Bills, uh, and it became more of a joke, me hoping that he blows out his ACL, I feel very uh, sad for this guy who was a very successful uh, athlete and he will no longer play professional sports of any kind of capacity. I just can't see it because he's such a fucking loser. <laughs> All the shit that he does. And it makes me go, all right, is this CTE stuff? Has he had one too many concussions or is he just a huge piece of shit? It would be very interesting to know what the Steelers knew when they were like, all right, see Antonio, you were the greatest of all time, but go fuck yourself. 
Like if they just saw things in the locker room. <sighs> Who the hell knows? It's it's bad. It's 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 awful when you see the collapse of anybody. Someone who's at the peak of their game in whatever field, and then uh, shit just happens quickly and he spirals out of control. A woman was sp spiraling out of control in um, Detroit, apparently, in the Detroit area. This was a video that I had not seen until someone specifically brought it to my attention and then someone sent it to me. This woman was at a Meyer. Uh, grocery store Myers, kind of the Midwest version of Walmart. And she was approaching people and, and talking with them about Jesus and needing to repent and uh, convert or whatever. And then uh, she would just all of a sudden start swearing and get kind of like uh, verbally aggressive towards them, threatening towards them. And uh, to be perfectly honest, it, it's a very funny video to watch because you're not there you're you're removed we're sitting in our homes our cars we're at work wherever and it's a fucking hilarious fucking video to watch but i'll tell you as someone uh who has dealt with people in the mental health industry for a very long time it can be a very frightening thing to have happen in the moment because uh, you don't know what this lady is going to do particularly like you're in a mire so these people probably have no idea who she is they, uh, she's looks like a relatively physically intimidating woman. She's a little bigger. Uh, she's very loud and aggressive, and that's not the kind of thing that you expect in a mire. And she's just going off. And uh, it's pretty funny. So uh, my buddy Mike Pellerito, he actually... Uh, <laughs> he, he, Mike is very good. He's the opposite of me. Uh, he's very good with the technology and the editing skills. And uh, he, he took a, the video and he um, replaced it with uh, conversations with the woman and with me and uh, Eric Zane. Uh, Mr. Pellerito is a very... Um, big fan of the Eric Zane show and he is also a fan of this podcast as well too so what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to play this let me see what I'm going to do here everybody oh that we got this I'm going to bring it up and we're going to play it and uh, it's relatively funny a lot of cursing all right a lot of cursing everybody so uh but you know if you're listening to this you're fine with it so uh here we go. It's going to be Eric's voice, my voice, and the lunatic lady. But here we go. I like she's got kind of a weird accent. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. And uh, every once in a while, I kind of slip into an accent kind of similar to her, where I'm like, motherfucker, going down the mire. Just, I don't know, it's funny to me. All right, here we go, continuing. Christ, we're all sinners. All women are bitches and should fucking die. No, I'm not, motherfucker. You fucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking accuser. Hey, cool story. Thanks for keeping it real. You motherfucking accuser. Fuck this bitch. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she's a woman. She's pretty worthless. 
That uh, the old man voice that was uh, Eric Zane's father. Uh, they call him Meathead. It's just a nickname he's acquired. So uh, you're gonna hear some of him as well too. And that was it, everybody. That was uh, the mashup. I'm sure if you were to go Google uh, crazy lady, Meyer, Jesus, swearing, whatever, bitch, uh, you'll find it. Uh, but again, clearly this woman's suffering from mental health issues. She's off her medication. There's, there's something going on. She's perseverating on the whole religious thing. I don't qu quite understand why mentally ill people focus on religion, but they do. Uh, and last night, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Uh, I was over at the Funniest Person in Grand Rapids, and there was another comic that I was talking to, and he asked me if I'd seen it, and I was like, yes, I'd seen it, I'd heard it. And he talked about how that woman was very similar to his mother. He talked about how his mother had uh, schizophrenia, and how it was often very scary for him because his mom often would be like that. And I can't imagine what that was like for him growing up as a child. Just having someone who uh, had very severe mental health issues. Well, it's ungood. So uh, if, if you know anybody who's got mental health issues, make sure they're getting things checked out. Make sure they're going to therapy. Make sure they're taking their meds. Make sure they got a support system. Fuck, I mean, that's how people fall through the cracks like this lady did. And uh, hopefully uh, she gets some help. More than likely, though, everybody, she's going to get help because she's going to get arrested. Uh, she's going to assault someone. She's going to steal something. Uh, disorderly conduct. It's going to be that kind of shit. And you don't necessarily want to get caught up in the legal system when you're mentally ill because uh, they're not necessarily a trained to deal with it. They don't have the kind of resources available. So it's all 
fucking shit. I, I did have a question for you. Another buddy of mine, uh, he went to Disneyland or Disney World, the one in Florida. I, can't, I don't know which one's which. I think the one in Florida is Disney World, and the one in California is Disneyland, I think. I don't know. Uh, I don't know because I don't really care. Woo, woo, woo! I'm an adult who has very limited interest in going to uh, amusement parks. They're fun. I'm not going to lie. They're fun. Uh, we have one here in Grand, uh, West Michigan, the Grand Rapids area. It's called Michigan's Adventure, and it's owned by uh, Cedar Point. And uh, it's smaller, but it's nice. I like it. It's got a water park. Got a whole. It's got like seven uh, roller coasters. And it's good. And the reason I like it is because it's like 45 minutes from my house. It's like 20 bucks to get in. And then you can do whatever the fuck you want. The lines aren't atrocious. And uh, it's not too shabby. But then you go to these ones like Cedar Point or Disneyland or whatever. Six Flags. They're much more expensive. And for me, they're much farther away. And uh, I don't enjoy parks that much. To be all excited and be like, I'm going to plan a vacation around it. For me, I'm like, all right, hey, this weekend, I'm going to go to Michigan Adventure. There you go. You have to plan to go to Disneyland, right? It, it's a flight to get there. And then you got to get a hotel room. And you might as well make it a several-day thing. And I, I don't like amusement parks enough to make it a fucking several-day thing. I wouldn't want to go to Michigan's Adventure three days in a row. Fuck that. So they were super excited about it. So for several days, they were posting all about it, and it was great. But I'm like, do you fuckers like amusement parks like that? Do you get giddy and excited? They also, uh, just also letting you know, too, it was just uh, my buddy was going with his girlfriend. It was just the two of them. They didn't even have kids. And to me, Disneyland just screams like it's a, it's a kid thing. You go with your kids. Now I get, like, you don't have to, but it just screams it to me. It just screams, you go with your kids. You don't necessarily go as an adult. And I, I'm probably wrong. They're like, Stu, you fucking idiot. You gotta go. You're an adult. You go. You're gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Maybe. Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I'm just not getting it. Maybe I'm just not getting it. You know what else I don't get? Uh, Jason, he's not here. He's not here today because I got to do this thing early. And one of Jason's things that he's doing now is he's doing a hole of the day, which I love. I love a hole of the day because there are just so many fucking idiots out there doing dumbass things. So I'm going to do a hole of the day for you guys here. Because uh, originally when I, I presented it to Jason, I said, hey, you can do a hole of the day. Or Florida Man. Essentially the same thing. Because Florida Man, he's always doing something dumb. And today, my a-hole of the day is a Florida Man. Shocker, right? Shocker. Uh, but there was a guy down there in uh, Florida. His name is Mason Tony. And Mason is 28 years old. He's a young man, has his life ahead of him. Life's going to be great, but you know what? Not anymore. His life is fucked. Uh, he's going to be staring on the inside of a fucking jail cell for a long fucking time. And you're like, Stu, why? What did he do? Why is he the a-hole of the day? Well, uh, 
right, he stabbed and killed his boss. Oh shit, that is ungood. His boss was, uh, what is his fucking name here? Uh, William Knight. William's a good dude. He's his boss. They're at a construction company. And apparently, uh, they had some political differences, right? And uh, I'm perfectly fine with having political differences. You have your opinions on things. I have my opinions on things. And uh, let's go about it. And to be perfectly fucking honest, I would prefer, I don't know your things. And uh, I don't want to share with you my things necessarily, right? Like, I just don't. I don't want to talk to my boss about politics. I know which way he leans, and I just don't want to fucking get into it. But these guys thought it would be in their best interest to have conversations about it. Now the boss, Mr. Knight, he is a pro-Donald Trump guy. He is an outspoken American, and he's going to say what he needs to say. Well, on the other hand, the a-hole of the day, uh, Mr. Tony, he is anti-government. He's outspoken in his beliefs that the government is bad and out to get him. And now right there, okay, you can be anti-government and you can think it's bad, but when you think the government's out to get you, cuckoo, cuckoo, government doesn't have time to deal with fucking lunatics like you. They don't have time to deal with a 28-year-old kid who lives in Florida and works at a construction site. They don't have any interest in you, man. I know you want to believe that you're important, but you're fucking not. You're important now because you're an a-hole of the day and you fucking killed someone. So they went, uh, it, they actually, these guys apparently were buddies, despite the fact they had all these political differences. And uh, the boss, Mr. Knight, picked up Tony and drove him into work. And I don't know what the fuck happened. But uh, all of a sudden, Tony and Knight work together. Tony picks up a fucking uh, a trowel, which uh, I think a trowel, tell me if I'm wrong, it's kind of like a little, like a hand shovel, right? It's something you use like when you're planting flowers. But then I got to thinking, is it the thing that maybe you use to slab concrete as well? So, I don't know, maybe it's a little bigger, a little more pointed, but apparently he stabbed Knight to death with a fucking trowel. So other workers went over there and tried, they tried to stop Tony. They were throwing items at him. I, what what items were they throwing at him? Coke cans? What would, their hats? Were they th why would they have just gone over? There's more than one, go kick his ass, but apparently they thought he had a knife. So he drove in the truck, he got in the truck and he drove off. And he yelled at them, he yelled at his co-workers uh, that they were terrorists. So this guy sounds like, uh, he sounds like the woman in Meyer going nuts. But instead of religion, it's paranoia. And there you go. So uh, cops clearly found him and uh, he was apprehended and now he's going to go to jail for life. And uh, he's 20 years old. Uh, well, sorry, man. You fucked. You fucked up. You fucked up. You dumb motherfucker. You get a hole of the day. I should find out where he is and send him a little certificate. You were a hole of the day, Mister Tony. There's another a hole much closer here, closer to me. He's in Jackson, Michigan. This guy has already uh, been sentenced for a murder. He did. 
His name is Anthony Gilia, Gilia, Gulia, Tony Gulia. There must be something about the name Tony. What a fucking name. But uh, he got convicted. He's uh, currently 22 years old. Committed a crime three years ago. Uh, he shot a woman, 26-year-old Brittany Southwell. He was Facebook live and some stuff. I'm only assuming he was high as shit. Something was going on. He's a young man, 19-year-old. The dude's driving around Jackson, I guess. Facebook live and shit. All of a sudden he goes to the home of the lady he killed, Brittany Southwell. Drives up there, kicks in the door. He fires several shots inside the house, one of which struck and killed Southwell. She died from a single gotcha wound shortly after being taken to Henry Ford to Leaving's health. Apparently she had an infant child that she was holding when she got shot, right? So at the trial, jurors watched the Facebook Live that this fucking idiot recorded. He fucking, he recorded the evidence that the, that the jury needed the prosecutor used to convict this dumb motherfucker. He was making threatening remarks about police, passing motorists, and people watching the stream, challenging them to come fight him while he waved a handgun in front of the screen. So he's a fucking manic lunatic. And then at the end of the video is showing him kicking in the door and just shooting. So the dude's argument uh, Tony Gilia's argument, he's saying that the life sentence he was given, which is completely just in my brain, you took a life, you fucking give your life, bitch, sorry. But he's saying that the conviction constitutes cruel and unusual punishment. And he's arguing the juror shouldn't to, should not have been shown the Facebook Live recording he made, or listen to the 911 call made by the victim's boyfriend. No, I don't understand his fucking logic. Like, what do you think the prosecutors are going to present? You fucking asshole. Throughout the trial, apparently Gilea's attorney argued the change of an involuntary manslaughter was more appropriate in Gilea's case rather than the felony murder charge he was convicted on. The appellate court disagreed, saying Gilea failed to show his life sentence was outside the norm for cases similar to his, and that arguing his age at the time of the crime, because he was only 19, was not sufficient enough for a reduced sentence. Fuck this guy. Uh, you doing dumb shit like that? There you go, man. I'm sorry, man. You're a goddamn adult. If uh, you can drive, if you can join the military, if you can vote, you're a fucking adult. I'm sorry, man. Your brain... Uh, there's enough going on with it. Sorry, man. You're, you're fucked. But uh, the Lord knows why you were doing all that dumb shit that you were fucking doing. You fucking... Rotten hell, motherfucker! Someone who... Uh, he didn't do something as bad as that. But he did something bad. Uh, he missed an opportunity in his career. Not like his career was suffering. I don't know if you guys heard or not. Brad Pitt. You guys know Brad Pitt. Married Jennifer Aniston. Married Angelina Jolie. Straight fucking crushing it in the acting world. I like Brad Pitt. I can't lie. He's a dude that I, I, I think he's good. He's entertaining to me. He's usually in pretty interesting roles. I, I liked him in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I liked him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, 
he, he's, uh, what was it, uh, World War Z. He's been in some really good movies, but the one role that he passed up, which uh, I, I'm glad he passed up. I think he wouldn't have done as good a job as the person who did get the role. Uh, he passed up on The Matrix. He was up for the role of Neo, the, uh, the, the Keanu Reeves character. So I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't get it. He said he took the red pill. That's the only one I'm naming. So, Pitt made it clear he had the offers at the top of the list. I wasn't offered two or three, only the first one, just to clarify. So, good, good. I'm glad he didn't get it. Canary straight crushed it. It's weird to me how people just, like, didn't fucking, uh... They didn't think Keanu Reeves was a good actor. I, you know, I guess they're just looking at the Bill and Ted thing. He was a young man, and the, the, the character that he was portraying was just like the stoner, whoa, dude. You know, that and uh, Speed. Not a whole lot of acting necessarily involved in that. It's an action movie, but fuck, he's straight destroying the Matrix, straight destroying it, John Wick. Uh, everybody loves Keanu Reeves, so good for Keanu. Sorry, Brad, you fucked up. You should have taken it, so... Uh, one last thing I want to talk about, and then I'm done with this. It's a little shorter than normal, but fuck, it's just me. Looking at the uh, thing here, is the New York Post. I like perusing the Post. The Post always has, like, weird studies and stories, and it's usually pretty brief. There's not necessarily a whole lot to these things, but always kind of interesting. But there's a thing here that's talking about something that can ruin your sex life. And what do you think it could be? Uh, it could just be old age. Sure, old age, your, your libido goes down. There you fucking go. Uh, what else can destroy it? It can be uh, loss of money. You're no longer rich. and Now chicks don't want to fuck you. That, that's true, too. That's true, too. But what this study is saying that uh, living without a sense of smell can ruin your sex life. No, I, uh, oh, what the fuck happened there? Hold on, everybody. For some reason, it changed on me. Eh, come on. There we go. Uh, it, it disappeared on me again. How does this shit happen? How does this shit happen? There we go. Hold on. Tell me again. I'm having a problem, Sadie Dog. I, I won't lie, but I have a very bad sense of smell. I don't know why. I just, I just do. I think in many ways, it's helpful, because then when uh, shit goes on and people feel like they're gonna throw up, I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking know. I can't smell for shit. The researchers at the Smell and Taste Clinic at James Paget University, what a strange place, right? Found that problems with smelling have dire impacts on people's emotional well-being and personal relationships. The scientists looked at 71 individuals ages 31 to 80 who had impaired senses of smell, be it from infections, injury, neurological disorders, the side effect of medication, or Alzheimer's disease. I don't know how Alzheimer's disease affected your sense of smell, but uh, study co-author in the University of East Anglia. God, there are so many fucking colleges and universities out there. Uh, Professor Carl Phillip reported that most patients experience a loss of flavor perception, which, you know, smell and taste go together, which in some cases also impacted their appetite or made them perceive non-existent smells. A large number of the participants no longer enjoyed eating, and some had lost appetite and weight. 
I actually do know a guy uh, who does not have a sense of smell. And so his parents, when they were kids, the parent, uh, when he was a kid, his parents used to make him go clean up all the dog poop because he couldn't fucking smell it. And he's a pretty small guy, not big at all, so maybe just doesn't have an appetite at all. Also, struggling to smell made some participants lose interest in cooking and become embarrassed to serve dishes at gatherings of family or friends, negatively impacting their social lives. Lack of smell also made it difficult to create memories, linking scents, bonfires, Christmas, perfumes, and experiences. And yeah, you ever get that when you're like, I, sometimes I get that when I'm driving through a neighborhood and I'll smell something because there's like a bakery in the area or there's a factory and you just smell like, even if it's something bad, but you know, things come rushing back to you. So I don't know, it's weird. Uh, previous research has shown that people have lost their sense of smell, also report high rates of depression, anxiety, isolation, and relationship difficulties. Uh, including a loss of sexual intimacy. One really big problem was around hazard perception, not being able to smell food that had gone off or not being able to smell gas or smoke. This had resulted in serious illnesses for some. Uh, da, 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 da. It doesn't. It's this fucking article. Shit. It's pretty. It's nondescript. Other than saying, yeah, it affects his sex lives, but it affects everything else. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in your uh, article, New York Post. <laughs> That's where I go for all my fucking needs, my informational needs. The New York Post. I probably should have read this thing completely before I went to it, but I just like the the article, the title of the of the. Uh, article and it was misleading because it really wasn't fucking there so all right well whatever uh if you have a poor sense of smell your sex life sucks that's what we're taking away from that it's all right everybody i'm done it's the podcast uh maybe i'll see you guys tonight i think there's at least one guy coming out to the show tonight that would be fantastic uh, other than that, uh, come out Sunday. I will be at the Sunday Night Funnies in uh, Wyoming, Michigan. It's at uh, Woody's Press Box, which is in the Spectrum Bowling Lane. It's a, a 7.30 show, if I remember correctly. It's 100% free. Come on out. I got some new shit I'm going to do. Should be fun. Uh, you can't turn down free, right? What else are you doing on a Sunday? There's no football. Super Bowls in two weeks. Nothing this week. So come on out. It'll be good. Uh, I'll do the Patreon on Saturday. It'll be a little later than normal because I am going to a book signing in Detroit. Come on out. I'll be at, uh, if I, I don't even know the name of the bookstore, but I'm going, it's in Livonia, Michigan. And it's a sign. The drummer of the Black Crows is going to be there. He's going to be signing his book, The Life and Death of the Black Crows. But apparently, uh, Jason told me they're back together. They're doing a tour. So I'll have to ask him about that. Maybe he's not a part of the tour, so... But anyway, go like the fan page, if you could, on Facebook, Elemental Podcast, and the fan page on Twitter, Elemental Podcast. That would be awesome. Uh, listen to this, wherever, CastBox, whatever. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. I don't really give a shit if you do any of that. I know it's supposed to help. Whatever. If you guys do it, great. If you don't do it, great. Just listen. And then the Patreon. If you want to give me five bucks a month, that would be great, too. I appreciate it. But you guys are great. Thank you very much for listening. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you when I guys talk to you. Okay? We'll see you. All right. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Steady. Are we done? We're done?